Man can kill, but can he resuscitate? Even until the middle of the 20th century, lissom cheetahs snarled across central India's grasslands. Then, extinction struck. But a wildlife experiment hopes to funnel in a makeover this year. About a dozen African cheetahs are likely to be translocated to India in an attempt to revive this docile cat in the country. Does this project deserve a thumbs up or a goodbye kiss? We will find out in this Torah Torah ride of the issue through the Newsreel Asia podcast series. Will the cheetah change its spots? Forests of Chhattisgarh, leaves of raisinous sal trees rustle eerily on foggy winter nights. A chilly breeze often loops the hilly terrain, zigzagging with rivers. Nearly 74 years ago, three male cheetahs swaggered through the fringes of this central Indian jungle. The spotted, feather-footed cats stayed close as a coalition. It's a term often used in politics, but A coalition also points to a collective of cheetah males. As the sun curtsies out in these jungles, a buzzing and clicking cicadan orchestra drums up the moon. But that night in 1947, the musical trance was shattered by the rumble of a motor vehicle. A coterie of Ramanuj Pratap Singh Dev, the maharaja of a local region, rumbled into the jungle. Spotlights were probably seen, sketching slithery silhouettes on the inky black landscape. The light beams may have swung past a splash of spots before resettling on three pairs of tear-streaked eyes. Thousand years ago, Strabo, a Greek geographer, traversed muddy paths and seas of an unboxed world to arrive in medieval India. It was a time when the Ganga and the Indus brimmed with water that fed plains lush with sesame, rice, barley, and millets. The bearded Greek traveller who wore long, curly locks wrote of a festival day, possibly in the kingdom of King. Porus in a part of present-day Punjab, or in the regions of a Nanda king in what is today Patna, he described a spotted feline strutting along a jubilant, blaring celebratory procession. Common folk clad in embroidered gold-woven silk watched parades of lions, buffaloes. and colorful birds it was probably one of the earliest records of the cheetah in india 
This swift, grass-loving feline that could cover 25 feet in just one stride when it lunged for its prey had shrunk to a catwalking charade. This was the start of the first millennia. The spotted cat had already magnetized ribald parade audiences. It tooted the horn for a tragedy that would strike centuries later. The stories I narrated are a part of an anecdote-rich book written by Divya Bhanu Singh Chavda, a former hotelier with royal leanings. I am Divya Bhanu Singh. I am the author of the only book ever written on Asian cheetahs in the English language, a book called The End of a Trail, The Cheetah in India. What was to be a fledgling booklet on the feline did a jack-in-the-beanstalk to explode into a decade-long writing project. The 70-year-old is a congenial, excitable, fast-talking raconteur. He bubbles with tales from his book and details the origin of the name of this large cat. First historical reference, Gita, 2,000 years ago, Rabo the Great Geographer, annual procession of a king, Tame Lion, Leontes, Ardalis. Word Gita also, Sanskrit word Chitraka, dappled one with spots. The one with spots. Some people may confuse the leopard and the cheetah in their mind's eye. But contrary to the idiom, the leopard cannot change its spots because it has rosettes jagged black circles that look like a rose. Among big cats, that is, carnivores like the lion, tiger, leopard, caracal, and others, the cheetah is truly the spotted one. It evolved as part of the Felidae or cat family, possibly in North America more than 5 million years ago. As the oceans melted and froze, it created land bridges between continents. The cheetah sashayed east from North America into Asia, then Europe, and finally cut south to Africa. Subspecies were created with minor differences. The cheetahs in Africa, for instance, were bigger than those in Asia, but they were slower than their smaller cousins. People often referred to the spotted feline as the hunting leopard, even a dog cat for its similarities to a swift hound. That's a hunting or racing dog. In fact, cheetahs cannot retract their claws just like dogs. All cats, including big ones, have claws that they can sheath. As the fastest mammal on land, its semi-retractable claws function like spikes in runners' shoes, giving them extra grip during their run. It's what gives it the scientific name Asinonyx jubatus, where Asinonyx means a genus of cats that cannot pull in their claws. Then there's another key differentiation. Unlike other big cats, the cheetah doesn't roar. It mews. The tender vocalization coincides with a gentle demeanor, incongruous to its speedy, bone-chilling prey pursuits. The long-legged, small and flat-headed, aerodynamically built cheetah that uses its long tail as a rudder can hit 0 to 100 kilometers per hour in just 3 seconds. Yet, 
often it cannot defend its kill from other carnivores they are the weakest of the large predators uh, they are easily outcompeted by lion leopard hyena even jackals in south africa chase a cheetah off of their their prey You just heard someone who has keenly observed and worked with cheetahs for many years. Uh, my name is Vincent van der Maeve. I'm the cheetah metapopulation coordinator for the Endangered Wildlife Trust, and we essentially manage a wild cheetah population of 470 individuals on 65 reserves in southern Africa. You must be wondering why our protagonist cannot spar with competitors. Allow me to shine light on this. Running at high speeds of 120 kilometers per hour, the cheetahs are faster than hounds or even horses. But after such sprints, they are bone tired and can barely protect their kill. Imagine asking Usain Bolt, one of the fastest men on earth, to engage in a boxing duel soon after his 100 meter race. I don't know if Usain is a boxer, but I think I could hazard a guess about his defeat. anyone could because he would be completely out of breath in fact in blazing african summers a cheetah can even die from overheating after pursuit you know in india tigers lions uh, bears wolves easily would have outcompeted uh, uh, cheetahs uh, you know as the dominant predators and, and cheetahs have always been the underdog of the large carnivore world this cat was an underdog they were docile even with humans world over there are very few instances of cheetah attacking humans in comparison to leopards tigers or even lions they become habituated to human presence very easily this is probably the reason why the cheetah is the only carnivore that's become extinct in india they lose fear of humans very easily very easily captured if you try and take cheetah cubs from a cheetah mother she will probably move off instead of standing her ground they are built for speed they're not really built for physical fighting and confrontation In 1888, William Thomas Blandford, a British geologist, painted a picture of this large cat's unresisting nature. The hunting leopard is easily tamed, about 6 months being required to reduce him to complete state of obedience and to complete his training. Many of these animals when tamed are as gentle and docile as a dog. delighting in being petted and quite good tempered even with strangers purring and rubbing themselves against their friends as cats do they are usually kept when tamed on a charpai or native bedstead attached by a chain to the wall and are not shut up in a cage man's desire to subjugate far exceeded any amazement of nature there was a sadistic delight in reducing a cheetah to a purring complacent pet it superseded the visual splendor of its wild fleet-footedness in the jungles after initially being strutted as part of a raucous royal parade they were then used for hunting pastimes of indian royalty 
common folk use dogs or specifically hounds to hunt a hare or other small animals by having them sight and run after the target. This sport was referred to as coursing. Of course, the Maharajas wanted to better that, similar to some people's belief that a more expensive car showcases their higher status in society. The cheetah was that high-priced vehicle. In fact, microscopic details of the cheetah's domestication and training emerge in the Manasso Lhasa, the 12th century chronicle of the court activities of the Chalukya king Someshwara III. A least cheetah was first allowed to pursue an injured ungulate. They graduated to tailing a healthy antelope. 800 years ago, Chalukya king Someshwara III went hunting for black bucks, one of the fastest mammals in the country. A cheetah was brought along, possibly on a bullock cart or on horseback, to aid his hunt. The first detailed description of hunting with cheetahs as pets it comes from the 12th century and from the Chalukya king Someshwara III. Here, it, the king himself compiled a huge compendium of all the activities which took place at a royal court. And he says, Chitraka are used for hunting Krishnasara, which means black buck or Indian antelope. Strabo said that cheetahs were tamed enough to walk in a procession. But the most famous, of course, is that of Emperor Akbar himself, who in his rule of 49 years is reputed to have collected 9,000 cheetahs. And at one point of time, he had 1,000 cheetahs in his menagerie. Menagerie is a kind of a zoo, a collection of wild animals. There are other stories narrated by Akbar's son, Jahangir, also famous as Salim. Jahangir himself was very fond of hunting with cheetahs and records in great detail a white cheetah, which was an aberrant form like a white tiger, which was uh, presented to him by Raja Bir Singh Dev of Orcha. Jahangir liked to engage in studies of animals and in 1613, the emperor listed one of the earliest captive births of cheetahs in his autobiography, Tuzuk-e-Jahangir, an extremely rare phenomenon even in this day and age. It's an animal that doesn't breed well in captivity. And I've been helping manage the world um, zoo's captive population for about 45 years and, you know, they're just animals that aren't going to ever breed in captivity. They want habitat. They want land. They want wild prey. And there's a lot of behavior that goes into that. The Namibia-based Cheetah Conservation Fund works towards protecting wild cheetahs. My name is Dr. Lori Marker, and I'm the founder and executive director of the Cheetah Conservation Fund. keep up with the demands of the kings, cheetahs and even cubs had to be captured from the wild. In fact, to cope with this drop in population, 
Indian monarchs started shipping cheetahs from Africa. Um, so a lot of the Indian cheetahs actually were African cheetahs uh, probably over the last few hundred years because everyone in India wanted to have a cheetah to go hunt with. Um, the sport of Corsi. That they brought them in from the wild and they thinned out the wild population. So African cheetahs did come over. We do know that. They lived on the continent. They hunted well. They did great. The princess started importing cheetahs from uh, the east coast of Africa. And then they were tamed in India and they used to be used in their menagerie as hunters to, to hunt the black buck. And then, of course, hunting of the spotted speedster became a weird recreational activity. This was particularly popular during British rule, where hunters would save the stuffed head or cleaned skin of the animal they killed as trophies in their homes. Uh, G.P. Sanderson, who spent 13 years in Mysore and documented the wildlife, he says in all his years, he saw only six skins. He never saw a live one. That's Ullas Karant. He is a conservation zoologist and he is referring to a record of cheetah skins found by George Paris Sanderson, a British naturalist who was a government official in Mysore in the late 19th century. It was never abundant even in the 19th century. It was on its way out. At the start of the 20th century, there were only 100,000 cheetahs remaining in the world. They went on to see a 90% decline in their population over the next century. It was a form of uh, pastime, royal pastime in Indian courts. And by 1914 uh, 18, that's the First World War period, the cheetahs become very rare in India. Despite its dwindling numbers, cheetahs were unprotected. In fact, they were declared as vermin. Bounties were offered for cats that attacked domesticated goats and chicken. In the year 1947, India unshackled itself from British rule to become an independent country. One night that same year, a hunting party led by the ruler of a place called Korea, located in what is today Chhattisgarh, motored around the fringes of a sal forest in the region. Maharaja Ramanuj Pratap Singh Deo's minions flashed a spotlight through the pitch-dark sal forest. Three male cheetah siblings had settled for the night. Cheetahs usually hunt only in the mornings and evenings. Unlike tigers and lions, they don't hunt in the night since they rely on their sight to find prey and follow them. 
The light beams landed on the spotted Troika, huddled together. Cheetahs were already sparse in India. And to sight not one, but three male cheetahs was an event of a lifetime. A celebratory find. One to be shouted out from over the rooftops. The find would have led to headlines in newspapers and eulogies in nature journals about these jungle residents. But that wasn't to be. Two shots were fired. The Maharaja's personal assistant wrote to the Bombay Natural History Society, saying, The first bullet killed one, and the second bullet, after having gone through one, struck the other, which was behind it and killed it also. They were all the same size. They were in perfect condition. A fuzzy black and white photo shows a dapper, suit-clad Maharaja, Maharaja Ramanuj Pratap Singh Dev of Korea, standing victoriously with his rifle pointed downwards. At his feet lay three lifeless cheetahs. (laughs) 